0: Paddy Davitt here on the pink and whatever channel you're joining us on, podcast, audio lovers or or our video output. Um, Delighted to be joined by Andy Hunt. Now, Andy Hunt, for you football aficionados, you might remember him for his uh, playing career with uh, West Brom, Charlton, Newcastle before that. Um, But what you might not know is actually Andy's uh, got quite strong links to the Norfolk area. So first and (laughs) foremost, Andy, thanks for joining me. Um, I should have mentioned... Live from Belize, Central America, which we'll get into in due course, obviously, because that's an interesting story all of its own. But uh, you, you are—it's safe to say—a man who knows Norfolk pretty well, mate. So um, thanks for coming on. But uh, just, just let's just start there. What are your links to uh, to Norfolk?
1: Well, thanks for having me, Paddy, and um, uh, appreciate um, the, the the link up. Looks good. We're, we're able to connect, so um, yeah, happy to be here. I'm uh, I'm I grew up in Norfolk, uh, little village Ashill near Wotton, um, and uh, I lived there from like little a little and up until until I was 20 till I turned pro uh, as a football player. Uh, went to Newcastle and uh yeah so I, I i got a lot of connections with 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 norfolk a lot of fun memories and um a lot of friends still there families in now in dearham uh, and watton still so um yeah had a, had a great great uh, childhood and uh, and love the area and um looking forward to going back unfortunately we're stuck because of the whole covid thing we we don't really want to risk to travel just yet but hopefully hopefully there's a there's a window soon where we can come back and we always head back to norfolk and, and visit the family and, and and spend quality time there so but uh, but yeah i um i had a uh pretty rich um football um you know growing up playing playing football there played in village football um went to king's Lynn college um played for king's lynn uh briefly didn't really stay there long but uh uh i, I was at kingsin and uh looking forward to going back and seeing seeing what they're up to because uh they're doing great things it wasn't like that when i was there yeah. I, I can i can say that about a lot of teams when i was there they weren't very good and then i look back now like newcastle when i was there they were they were struggling but um now they're at premier league but um yeah so looking forward to seeing how kingsin's going these days and um and I also had an opportunity at Norwich uh, as well. That was quite brief. But, uh, yeah, so a lot of, lot of connections with Norfolk.
0: Yeah, I was going to because you, because you, you actually surprised me when we just before we started to record. You said you did have a, have a trial at, at Norwich. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Who, who would have been the manager at that point? Testing your memory there a little bit, I know. but Honestly,
1: it was all just way above my head at that time. I mean, I didn't really have any... In- idea that that was a possibility i can't even remember this was when i was i know i must have been 18 because i was working in norwich i was working at norwich union um aviva Um, and so um i was playing for my village for Ashill, and we we were um yeah, I mean, we were just playing with our mates and friends and this and that. And uh, I was a good player scoring, scoring a lot of goals. And uh, actually, I was a central defender, started. Um, they put me in there when I was about 14, playing as a sweeper behind the big guys. Um, you know, so, so, so um, that was fun, but I got a chance. We played against, we played against um, Walton in a friendly game. I think the score was like four, three, something like that. And we beat them and I scored all the goals. And there was a Duncan, what was his last name? There was a chief scout there, or a scout. I think his first name was Duncan. What was his second name? Duncan Forbes, would that be it?
0: Could have been, yeah. Could have been a break uh, of the ball I, You know what? If I get these things wrong, I'm getting old. I'm 51 now, and I I,
1: <laughs> I barely can remember some of the things that I did, let alone. But so I apologize if I've got his name wrong. Anyway, he, there was a scout there, and then he spoke to me after the game, and he said, and then Norwich got in contact with me and and, and asked if I wanted to go try out with them and stuff like this. Um, and so yeah, I, I was like, well, I drove to Norwich every day to 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 work. I got permission. Had to go get permission from work because I needed to get mornings off to go train. <laughs> um, had no clue about the the, the professional football uh, setup, what it was. So um, I, I managed to get like a morning off a week for for a little while, and I went there. And uh, but it was great. I mean, my first day though was was. It's like welcome to the world of professional football. I don't think they wanted to let me anywhere near the pro players, so I was put, <laughs> taken into a indoor uh, sports centre. I don't know if that's still there. it; must still be there, I guess. Uh, is it Trouse? Is that the training ground still?
0: Yeah, Colney. Colney. No. Yeah, that's probably what is now the the old dome. Was it like a dome, big old indoor arena? It was an indoor sports centre. So this is like
1: <sighs> 1979. This should have been
0: 1988 yeah be, and um yeah that'd be pretty yeah nice. so it's
1: an indoor, indoor facility and i went with their youth youth coach youth man, uh, head of head of youth development whatever it was and um yeah he, they, i i thought i was i thought you know it's like Royal rovers stuff you go in there you go for training you know you score score three goals in training and saturday you're you're playing against Liverpool but it doesn't work that way they uh they don't want to let you anywhere near the the um, the first team of course so so the first day I went there I spent an hour in the in that facility and the, and the guy just smashed balls at me uh, testing my touch I guess testing my my uh, i mean I didn't now I know as a coach what they were looking for but at the time they were just uh, just working to see what what I had what I could do. Both feet and 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 how, how tight my touch was, you know where where I was putting the ball and 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 just you know so it was very very simple. It was just he was just hitting balls at me from different distances, different heights, bringing it down, controlling it, and and passing it back to him with varying different skill sets involved with that. And uh, yeah, and then I went home and then I was like, okay, I, I don't know what I don't know what on earth just happened there. But uh, actually, I didn't go home. I went to work. Um, but they invited me back the following week and then I got to train with the reserves and, and the, um, the, of course the first team are, are, out, are you know on the other field. So I never got to train with them, but I did get to play in a reserve game. I can't remember who that was against. Um, and they wanted me to keep coming, but um, it was just difficult because I had to take half days off uh, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, you just never know if it's going to work at the same time I was playing with Kings Lynn and, uh, um that was going quite well. So so in the end, it just it just never really happened that, that we followed through with it at Norwich, which is a pity because it was my hometown and and home city and, and, and that would have been nice. But um but yeah, I got them back. I got a hatchet there.
0: Well in my well, final we, final season.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, let's move on to that. Yeah, obviously their loss was firstly Caterin's, then briefly, and then Newcastle. West Brom and then finally Charlton's gain and, and Charlton the season I think having looked at the records you think you scored 20 odd goals they won what was the old is now the championship the old first division 2000 was it 99-2000 season and That's did. It. January 2000 Carrow Road Norwich nil, Charlton free a hunt three goals what do you remember about that that is really testing the
1: memory banks. I know, but you must. remember yeah. <laughs> I, I remember three. Good, I remember three good goals. I remember. I remember scoring uh, a, a, a really nice strike on my left foot, and then the the um, coming in on from a corner as well. I, I can't I can't imagine like Norwich defending that way again. I was just totally free at the far post, and kind of it was it was it was a difficult finish, but uh, but yeah, it was it was. Um, it was a great day because I got all my friends and family were there, and uh, and and just doing that at Norwich was 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 really special. That was one of my highlights of my career, I have to say, uh, because of the connections with 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 uh, with Norfolk and stuff like that. And of course, a lot of people I know are Norwich fans, so it was it was really you know what was quite kind of funny was I I also got to go to Norwich once and and do a. Like a, an American, do you remember when the MLS used to do these? What I call them now, where they you run with the ball from the halfway line, and, and you have to try, and the keeper comes out, and you got to try and beat the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that that yeah, penalty yeah. playoff thing they used to do? We yeah. got to do that at Carroll Road in front of that end where I scored. <laughs> and I remember just thinking how hard it was to do because you're in front of the fans in the stadium, and then I, and then I scored this half volley in the same goal, and it was this kind of like. Feeling in my head, remembering how hard it was to put that ball in the net, but then I did it in a real game against against you know the top team, and and just 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 the the, the contrast between you know being there as a little boy and then being there as a as a as a footballer as a as a pro and scoring was, was huge, and just I don't know, it just got a lot of demons off my back from from standing in front of that goal and missing from from ridiculously easy chances, but. But yeah, uh, all good fond memories for sure.
0: Yeah, just I don't know where you are with the old keeping memorabilia, and that. But would you have had that match ball? And if so, any any idea where it is? I know we're going twenty-one it's years. It's upstairs, and... literally right yeah. above
1: my head. It's upstairs, fading, yeah. fading away slowly. I think all the all the signatures. Yeah, yeah, I've got all my stuff upstairs here at my at my uh, my house here, and um, yeah. yeah, I've got a few of those those hatchet balls. But they, I have to say, they're fading over time. That the signatures, just like the people that signed them, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll leave that trip down memory lane there, Andy. Uh-huh. Thank for that. But, um, yeah. to, to more pressing matters, obviously, when when you finish playing, how, how do you, somebody who's come up sort of the Norfolk uh, area and, and obviously played in the UK, how do you end up in Belize, as we said at the outset, for the last 20 years? How how did that actually come about? Because I can't think of too many ex. Pros no. of that era who ended up in, no. in, in Central America.
1: Yeah, no, it was a bit of a, an odd thing to do for sure. Uh, um, I, I got some. I got. Um, I had to retire at Charlton, um, just at my peak, which was which was a shame. I, I was I was doing really well in the Premier League there and, and the season before, what we just discussed. Yeah. Um, but but um, I got something called chronic fatigue. I didn't know anything about it, or they call it post viral fatigue syndrome i'd ended up with glandular fever in the in the championship season uh, where i scored a lot of goals but i got glandular fever and i couldn't just couldn't recover after training and games and stuff like that so that whole season i pretty much only played i, I barely trained so i you know i still i scored 26 goals and we were champions but i was just in the form of my life and and uh, but i think i'd overtrained, or i don't know exactly what what happened but um but um, this glandular fever knocked me sideways. I took a break at the end of the season. We were back in the Premier League. I came back really strong the, the, the following uh, year in the Premier League. We were top. I think we were top. Uh, and I'd scored four goals, eight games. Uh, at one point, I think I was I was on the top of the goal scorer's charts as well. I doubt I could find that um, stat somewhere. But um, I was doing well. And then I just got hit for six by this, this virus again. But it wasn't glandular fever; they test you for that. But I just couldn't recover. I went to see various uh, experts and specialists, um, Olympic um, uh, British Olympic Association specialists, because they deal with kind of overtraining issues and things with their athletes. And they diagnosed what I had, but um, but it's a mysterious thing. You don't, you can't detect it. You can't. It's just. I think I just probably probably they used to call it burnout maybe i don't know uh but but that's what they call it nowadays so yeah i got that i i tried and i tried and i tried to uh to recover from it but it just wasn't going to happen and, and so I, I i decided enough was enough i stopped playing at charlton and i decided to sell my house and uh and me and my wife we 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 looked where we wanted to go and i was like you know what i just want to i just want to get away from it all and 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 we decided to buy some property somewhere and and you know we went out and started looking and 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 uh you know the tropics seemed like quite a nice place we came out here we loved it we, we got good value for money compared to owning property in london and um that's where i've been ever since so i've been here 21 years 20 years 20 years just this month last month and um yeah, we love it. We got um, we got a lodge, small hotel in the jungle. I say the jungle. We're only just outside the capital, but we're in a sort of jungle environment. Uh, howler monkeys and toucans and crocodiles in the river and all this kind of thing, which is a bit scary because my oldest goes spear fishing and they go catching fish and stuff like that and they they tap the cro- little crocodiles on the head with their spear guns and stuff like this. Yeah.
0: i do not going to the in Norfolk, but I'm pretty uh, sure.
1: Uh, going to the River Ouse was uh, was a little <laughs> a little safer. They yeah. I used to sit there with my fishing pole and stuff. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, is, it is a more wild right? We're on we're on a, we're on a, a horse ranch as well. So so when I look out the window, we've got all the horses and cattle and stuff like that. So it's a nice place to be. And um, but yeah, the last eighteen months has has destroyed the tourism industry here. That's what we were doing. we used to take people out to the mayan temples and cave tubing and all this kind of stuff so we had a nice a nice business but um we've adapted and and um it's all okay we we you know we've changed what we do and um you move on right so we move on again chapter another chapter and another another thing to move on to and that
0: thing is almost going full circle because um you know you're in in the midst of some very exciting projects to do with football, you know, namely your own academy, um, which sounds a very progressive kind of innovative thing to do in a, in a place that probably doesn't have, if you contrast it with obviously the UK and professional football clubs and the academy systems they have here, having spoken to you um, at length, it sounds like you, you've always started that from scratch. So, that, so that, can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, A... Where did the idea come from? And B, you know, where are you with it at the minute? And then what you are hoping to do to, in terms of building and taking it on from there?
1: Yeah, so we, we started about six years ago. Um, you know, uh, we, we just started like coaching like a, a, a lot of the kids in the local area and um, a lot of very athletic, talented young, young um, footballers here. And um, but the the setup is 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 developing, and it, it definitely needs a lot of help. And um, so it was just a hobby to start with, you know, just just helping them driving out and picking them up. And t- I mean, the things the things that we do here, um, you know, need a lot of working on. But but um, they did back then. But um, we just just you know, like just coaching, just just like any other any any other coach does and um so yeah and and we just kept going with it and and the players got better and better and better and better i mean we have a lot of challenges with the the environment of how 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 some of the kids are 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 living and, and 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 teaching them a lot of things that i never thought i would have to teach you know such as drinking water and um you know stuff like that but um but the progressions um uh, speed it up and and we we took a group of pro- we, we've been identifying over the years the players that we think uh, have have some ability plus the right attitude uh, you know to to progress and we took a group from the U under 17s um, into the men's football they performed superbly they won they won their, their tournaments two years in a row okay, the, the standard's not particularly high, but still a group of 16, 17, 18-year-olds moving into men's football. And you know how that goes with old old men being, you know, shown up by young young guys. They don't like that. So it was challenging. There were a few red cards flying around and a few dodgy tackles. I got my first red card uh, in my career here. So, uh, but it's okay. I shook hands with the referee. I know him well. So... So um, it, it's good but yeah I got my first my first red card playing playing in this kind of football um, but yeah basically it's a young team and um, so we just kept progressing full-time training uh, developing them teaching them you know all the basics constantly going back to basics back to basics, back to basics uh, you know the fundamentals of football uh, but then but then we, we we start to wonder like what the – potential was um, and so we we got to play practice games against semi-pro teams out here who obviously that we only have a semi-pro league in the, in the country and um they started to perform really really well it wasn't something i i was expecting um but really confident with the ball i mean we teach them a lot about you know being brave in the sense of wanting the ball in difficult areas not as in trying to hurt other people and be brave to, you know being brave as in you know you've got to want that ball even though there's a possibility you might lose it so you know um so teaching them these kind of mentalities these kind of attitudes of 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 what it takes to 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 progress um and they were amazing they were they were playing games against seasoned pros semi-pro players and they were performing as a group you know as as a team of, of 17 18 19 year olds on the field you know, we got to play the men's national team. They performed excellently. Uh, we got video of those games, which which people have been uh, which we've been able to show to people. And of course, we've got video of all the all the players performing and and in, in various different um, scenarios. You know, of course, in the in the in the um, their club games where it was a little easier, but also against the semi pro teams and against the men. Um, and it's really good. The the videos are really good. Now, of course, I didn't. Um, I had nothing to compare it to outside of the country. So, and um, so we started to send off a lot of this stuff to, to clubs, coaches, uh, colleges and university, which we do literally just started this weekend. And my, my, my email inbox is just, just full now of, of scholarship offers for these boys now to go to the U S. Um, so I'm, I'm, this is what I'll be dealing with when I get off uh, this call, but, um, it's it's brilliant it's really going well and, and and they they've they've gone way further than I thought they could um and that's where we're at with it now we're actually in, in communication with a few clubs well a lot of clubs now in the uk about bringing them over to 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 do some training some tryouts get some experience for them uh of course that's a whole different you know thing to, to, to organize it's quite a lot of work for us to have to do that and the finances might be an issue but we've already got a few offers uh, uh places to take them to um some pro clubs and i'm in, in touch with uh, with uh, you know a lot of ex-colleagues who because you know a lot of the guys i played with are now are now doing amazing things in the world of football um so they keep popping up and I keep I keep you know in communication with them and showing them what we're up to and 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 uh and so yeah I'm I'm hopeful that we can bring bring a group uh, to the UK for about six about I don't know three, four, five weeks or something at some point. Well we've already got like confirmation that we can do it with a couple of clubs. Uh I'm actually talking to Kings Lynn. I hope that one will come through. Um be great to get connected with Norris because I'll be in the Norfolk coming back to Norfolk. So so um, so that would be really nice if we could sort something out with them, um, you know, um, and just it would be great to see where the levels are, see what these, these young guys can do because we have a lot of talent in this country, but, um, but this has not really been done before and, um, uh, and we need to, to make a bit more of an effort to give players opportunities. So, so uh, that's what that's one Moving on to right now, that that's literally you know what I'm at, what I'm doing at the moment, and um, fingers crossed, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds really exciting, and, and from almost a standing start to where it is now, you you must must feel you know you're onto something here. That there that, that, that could be a pathway to give these guys opportunities, maybe to to make careers um, as you did, you know, back in the day. I mean, is it more broadly having been out there twenty odd years? What is what is the level of talent? We obviously know the structures maybe aren't where they are in terms of European football at uh, certainly club level. But you know, is is there untapped talent out there in in Belize and then more generally Central America? We obviously know South America; that's a very well established trail now for, for players, and and even North America with the MLS and, and the professionalism over there. But Central America maybe maybe still an untapped market for you? Do you think?
1: totally i mean the the, the it's like this i keep telling people it's like it's like you you really got to see some of these players because the athleticism is is just off the charts you know what they can do but they are a long way behind with the understanding of of training and uh, and what it takes to 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 move through the levels we're very comfortable here with just you know uh being who we are as opposed to to being pushed a little and 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 so full-time training doesn't really exist and and getting getting people into that environment is essential uh it's not easy though it's not easy because of the lack of resources um and you 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 know you're relying on a lot of volunteers i've done this voluntarily uh but i love it so so for me it's not a big deal and i'm able to kind of like uh Afford to you know provide footballs and and equipment and stuff like this, so we pretty much create our own program. But but that, that that's not an easy thing to set up actually anywhere I don't think. Um, but the the qualities I mean I can't I mean actually we're going to find out. I mean that's the question that what you just asked. We are going to find out what the quality is like. I think I've identified um, a really high quality group of players that are playing at the top level. Or a good level, I should say. Um now of course when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, are you to finish oh, I call me, no, no, not even close. I mean, you know, if you can go to if you can go to train uh, even a lower level pro club and in, in, in the right environment with the coaches, with more coaches and more specialist work and stuff like this, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find out uh more about what the player has. Um, and there's a lot more to it than just, you know. I know from growing up that, that that I was not the best player, but um, in when I was that age, there were a lot of really, really good players. But there's a mental side to the game. There's an attitude that you need. Uh, you know, you've got to have a pretty thick skin. you got to deal with knockbacks because uh, it's so competitive. And I still see it now. I mean, dealing with communicating with a lot of people in in the, in the pro business, there's, there's, there's a lot of attitude and... You know people are who they are and and you gotta you gotta be you gotta have a certain nature to try and find your way through all of that and as a player for sure i I can't even imagine being involved on the social media side of things now as a player i don't even know (laughs) where to begin with that um i certainly wouldn't have enjoyed enjoyed that that attention uh that the players have now and and of course probably a lot of them bring it upon themselves but but, um, yeah, that, that's a very good question. Sorry to ramble on a bit, but, um, but that's a very good question. What is the quality? That's, that is what I want to find out. I already found out, like, a year ago that they're able to play at the highest level here, and that's at 18, 17, 18, some of them 17, 18, 19, with the right training. And that's always been a question that I've had with under the right training programs, what can these players do? And I think they can do a lot. So, so yeah. So now we're going to be. So now we're going to find out. We're going to. We've got. We, we're we're going to be talking to different um, pro clubs um, in Europe, in the UK, and uh, we're getting success. We're getting. A, we're getting quite a lot of uh, offers to to bring them. But yeah, like I said, a lot of it's a lot of it comes down to finances too, because when you have to send players over and, and all stuff like this, it, it gets expensive um so we'll see we'll see we're, we're we're very excited about the whole thing um and i keep my fingers crossed we it only takes one or two i remember in costa rica when 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 uh, a couple of their players came over and got into the premier league and did and did good it suddenly changed the whole landscape there too people started to look so and it only takes one or two guys to really step up and stand out so so now we have to keep encouraging that you know
0: yeah, yeah, you say that. I think we recorded, and yeah, I think Wigan had a couple, didn't they? There was Minor Figueroa was one, I think uh, Palacios as well. You know, these players just came out of nowhere, but yet we were, were, we're clearly good enough to, as it was then in Wigan's heyday, play in the Premier League. You just can't rule it out, and, and it's interesting you mentioned Norwich as well because under the current stewardship of Stuart Weber and Daniel Baga over here, obviously I'm not expecting you to follow. Very closely what they've done in the last three or four years, but the emphasis that they, um, as a self-financing are based on developing academy talent, and that's not just domestically. They, you know, as far afield as they can go. You know, they made it quite clear they're looking in South America and those territories, and and it sounds like there could be a meeting of, of minds almost that there, there are programs out there like yours that are maybe maybe under the radar a little bit, but that they, the talent could be there and that could go into an English Football Premier League academy and, and, and not look out of place. And um, I guess you're just connecting the dots now, isn't it, really, from, from your side of the fence?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm, I'm aware of all the, all the top players in the country here. <laughs> I've been watching them for a long time. So I know what they're all capable of. Uh, well, no, that's not actually correct. We, we're not sure what they're all capable of. I'm sure I, I, I see what they can do here. Now, what they can do in a in a in a different environment, um, in a full time setup, is, is a whole uh, another matter. Um, but yeah, that's the plan: is to start connecting and, uh, and and see what we can do with some of these players. And, and um, you never know, you never know. Like you should never rule, you should never rule people out. Uh, you know, I, I, from from my background, I know that that I have an inspiration from what how I did it because I was kind of late to the game. Not, not really late, but I never went through any of the academies. I never went through any of that. It, it just, it just materialised, you know? Like, I just told you the story of Norwich and the Kings Lynn and going to Kettering and stuff like this. I mean, when I was, go- when I was playing for, for Kettering, I didn't... Um, I got asked to go there because I played well against Kings Lynn. Sorry, I played well against Kettering for Kings Lynn in a pre-season game. And then I get a phone call when I was at Norwich the next day on the Monday can you can you come to, to to train with Kettering and I said uh yeah all right uh, I don't know yeah sure and I'd only just started at Kings Inn's first team just got into the into the squad and um this is when I was probably 19 maybe so I know how fast these things go uh, and that's why I keep reminding the players you've got to keep doing the work you've got to keep doing everything, and and, and and some people just develop at different times. And, and you know, you look at Jamie Vardy or Ian Wright and these kind of players, look how late to the game they came. Um, I think, I might be wrong, is it Kante? I think he was quite late, wasn't he, coming into the Premier League? Yeah, was what a player he is. Probably the best player in the world right now. Um, so, you know, you've got so much talent out there in the world. Belize is totally untouched, untapped. But there's a long way to go between you know creating that 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 pipeline if you like or creating those opportunities. But we're we're bridging that gap and we'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I definitely draw on on, on my experiences and, and know that that um, that there are good quality, high quality players everywhere in the world. They're hiding in all the nooks and crannies. And no matter how many how many. Um, how many scouts and how, how how well you develop your academies? There there, there are more players out there. So and their circumstances change. You know the the the, the, the players' circumstances. Change. Some players just don't want to can't do the semi pro thing. They can't. They they have work. They might have good jobs and stuff like this. They might want to focus on their education more, etc. 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 And I know that the dream for a lot of people is. Youngsters is to become a pro player, but but there are other people who you know like me who who just were a little slower to to wake up to that dream. But we kept training and we kept working, and 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 yeah, you come to the party a little bit later. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Well, it
0: goes without saying, and we wish you all the best for that. So, sounds so exciting, and it does feel like you could be onto something very you know very big, and ultimately giving those guys opportunities they couldn't have ever dreamt of. So. Goes without saying, I just want to finish. It sounds like you're well set over there now, you and your family and, and this academy and, and all the other things you're you you do. You're dealing with. Do you think you'll ever come back to the UK at any point? Perfectly? Yeah, no, it's, it's a definite
1: possibility. Uh, it's a definite, My boys are growing up uh, and, you know, I've got an 18 and a 15-year-old and um, obviously we have to consider what they want to do in the future. And um, I, I don't rule anything out. I don't rule anything out I mean who knows I'm really enjoying being back being involved with football um I don't know if something will happen and 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 that would be kind of nice I mean for sure we come back on a regular basis but uh I can't say I don't know I hope so I hope so but uh but yeah we'll 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 leave that one unanswered right now but uh yeah
0: yeah it's a good question Watch your space, as they say, yeah? <laughs> right. As always, we don't know the ending, yeah? That's how it works Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, listen, guys, without saying again, thanks so much for your time today and, and very, very best of luck. And we'll be watching with, with interest and hopefully, you know, you can make those connections <laughs> with clubs over here, maybe clubs in the MLS and, and we'll see where it takes it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's slowly, well, it's quite quickly happening right now, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. All right, Paddy, I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and uh, I certainly wish Norwich a little more success for the rest of the season. I know how hard it is. It's like we did it when I first went up there with Charlton and, yeah. and it's brutal that first season. And, well, I know it's not their first season but yeah, gosh, when we went into the Premier League, my word, the difference the yeah. difference in standard is just, is just huge. I remember going to Old Trafford and we went one 0 up. God, that annoyed. That annoyed uh, Man United. <laughs> we never touched the ball after we scored the goal, and they beat us four one. So, so uh, yeah, it's tough. But, um, but I certainly wish Norwich well.
0: Good man. Well said, Andy. We'll leave it there. Thanks for your time, mate. All the best. Cheers.